Decision Podcasts by the New York Prosecutors Training Institute are made possible by VoicePods. Convert your text to voice at voicepods.com. Read this decision at NIPT Law. www.nypti.org slash law. People v. Taekwon Johnson, decided May 18, 2023. Wilson, Chief Judge, in People v. Tabor, we established a four-tiered framework for evaluating the propriety of police-initiated encounters with civilians, see People v. Holman. In this case, Taekwon Johnson was stopped and frisked after he exited a parked car and walked down the street. He unsuccessfully moved to suppress the contraband found on him. On appeal, he contends that the police did not have the requisite level of suspicion to justify an intrusion under any level of DeBoer. We agree that the police lacked reasonable suspicion to believe Mr. Johnson had committed a crime or it was in possession of a weapon. Accordingly, we hold that the circumstances did not warrant a level 3 stop and frisk under DeBoer and that the evidence seized as a result of the frisk must be suppressed. 1. On an early evening in April 2015. Officers Bradley Pike and Daryl Schultz were patrolling an area in Rochester that had recently experienced a reported rise in violent crime. Both officers were in uniform and were riding in a marked vehicle. As they drove up Harvest Street, Officer Pike noticed a parked Ford Explorer about 50 feet ahead. There is no indication that the car was parked improperly or that it was otherwise violating any vehicle or traffic laws. Office Pike observed the vehicle's only occupant, Mr. Johnson, move from the driver's seat to the passenger seat. As Officer Pike approached the car, he saw Mr. Johnson momentarily move his upper body back toward the driver's seat. Officer Pike stopped his patrol car behind Mr. Johnson's car and turned on the overhead lights, not the emergency lights, so he could better see into Mr. Johnson's vehicle. Nothing in the record suggests that Mr. Johnson was aware of the presence of the police when the police car stopped or when Officer Pike turned on the overhead lights. Officer Pike and Mr. Johnson exited their respective vehicles and Officer Pike noticed that Mr. Johnson's pants were unbuttoned, his belt undone, and that he was trying to pull his pants up as he walked down the street. Officer Pike asked Mr. Johnson to hold up, but Mr. Johnson continued to walk away. When Officer Pike caught up to Mr. Johnson, he asked whether Mr. Johnson was nervous, Mr. Johnson replied that he was not. Officer Pike asked whether Mr. Johnson had any weapons on him, to which Mr. Johnson replied, nothing. Officer Pike then frisked Mr. Johnson, finding no weapon. During the frisk, Officer Pike felt an object in Mr. Johnson's pocket he thought might be a bag of drugs. He asked Mr. Johnson what was in his pockets and Mr. Johnson replied, nothing. According to Officer Pike, Mr. Johnson began emptying his pockets, throwing two bags of marijuana on the ground. He also noticed that Mr. Johnson was holding a clear bag in his fist containing what appeared to be heroin. Officer Pike placed Mr. Johnson under arrest. Mr. Johnson moved to suppress the drugs found on his person as the fruits of an illegal search and seizure. At the suppression hearing, Officer Pike testified that he thought it was not common for someone to move from the driver to the passenger seat of a car and that Mr. Johnson's moving his upper torso back toward the driver's seat meant there was potential that Mr. Johnson could be trying to stash or retrieve a weapon. He also considered it suspicious that Mr. Johnson was pulling up his pants and attempting to buckle his belt because suspects commonly hide weapons in their waistband. The court denied the motion to suppress, and the case proceeded to a bench trial. Mr. Johnson was convicted of two counts of criminal possession of a controlled substance in the third degree and was sentenced to five years on each count, to run concurrently. On appeal, Mr. Johnson renewed his arguments that Officer Pike's initial request to stop violated Level 1 of DeBoer, that the officer's questioning violated Level 2, and that the stop and frisk violated Level 3. 
the appellate division affirmed, summarily holding that the action taken by Officer Pike was justified in its inception and at every subsequent stage of the encounter leading to Mr. Johnson's arrest. We now reverse. 2. There is no need for us to consider whether Officer Pike's initial approach and questioning violated levels 1 and 2 of DeBoer because his frisk of Mr. Johnson clearly runs afoul of level 3. To conduct a stop and frisk under DeBoer level 3, the police must at a minimum have reasonable suspicion that the particular person has committed or is about to commit a crime, People v. Benjamin, or that the person is armed or dangerous, People v. Carney, see People v. Brannon. Reasonable suspicion requires specific and articulable facts which, along with any logical deductions, reasonably prompted the intrusion. Here, Mr. Johnson's actions, as observed by Officer Pike, do not meet the minimum standard required to justify a stop and frisk under DeBoer. Prior to the frisk, Officer Pike observed Mr. Johnson, 1, move from the driver's seat to the passenger seat of his parked car, 2, move his upper torso back toward the driver's seat, 3, pull up his pants and attempt to buckle his belt and, 4, appear nervous while being questioned. These circumstances do not support a reasonable view that Mr. Johnson was armed or that he had committed or was about to commit a crime. These actions constituted, nothing, other than innocuous behavior, sole reliance on which would impermissibly reduce the foundation for, this, intrusion to nothing but whim or caprice, people v. Carasquillo, quoting DeBoer, see also people v. Sierra, no reasonable suspicion where defendant grabbed at his waistband and then fled. People v. Milaski, nervousness in response to questioning does not justify further detention. People v. Howard, presence in area of frequent burglaries did not support reasonable suspicion and furtive movements were at best ambiguous. Because Officer Pike lacked reasonable suspicion to justify the stop and frisk of Mr. Johnson, the evidence should have been suppressed. Accordingly, the order of the appellate division should be reversed and the indictment dismissed. Order reversed and indictment dismissed. Opinion by Chief Judge Wilson. Judges Garcia, Singas, Canataro and Troutman concur. Judge Rivera concurs in result in an opinion. Judge Halligan took no part. Decided May 18, 2023. Decision podcasts by the New York Prosecutors Training Institute are made possible by VoicePods. Convert your text to voice at voicepods.com. Read this decision at NIPT Law www.nypti.org slash law